Hey, y'all. I'm Casey Bell of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. All right, leaders of learning, here we are at episode 24 of the podcast, and I am super excited for this one. This episode number 24 will feature a conversation that I had with someone that I admire tremendously for the way he is a leader of learning. He's someone who leads in a way in which he's truly pioneering innovative learning and thinking and entrepreneurship. Don Wetrick is a high school innovation teacher. He's one of the founders of Start Ed Up Innovation, which is, I think, taking education by storm. He hosts a podcast by the same name. And as I allude to in the conversation that I have with Don, uh, I was a little bit reluctant to bring him onto the show, but man, am I glad I did. We had such a great conversation that I can't wait for you guys to listen to. And I will ask that you listen all the way until the end of the episode because Don has graciously provided me and my listeners with two autographed copies of his book, Pure Genius. So please listen to the end of the episode where I will share with you the contest rules if you want to enter to win one of those signed copies. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Don Wetrick. It's my pleasure to be speaking with the one, the only Don Wetrick here. Uh, Don, for the listener's sake, for everyone out there, if you could just introduce yourself a little bit, talk about who you are, where you are, and what you do. First of all, thanks for having me on, Dan. I'm excited. Uh, My name is Don Wetrick. I am a high school educator, and um, I teach at Noblesville High School. I teach a wacky class called Innovation and Open Source Learning. I'm also the founder of Start Ed Up, which we have a podcast. We have an LLC. And as of a week ago, we have a newly formed state-backed nonprofit. So excited about that. You know, I have to tell you that, uh, well, first of all, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on. I, I am a big fan. I, I listen to your show. I, I really do follow a lot of what you're doing. And, and even though you and I have only met very briefly recently in person, I, I feel like I know you so well just from, from hearing about all the stuff you do. And I definitely want to d- delve into uh, a few of those things that you just mentioned, even just introducing yourself. Sure. Let's start with this. And, and it's funny the way that you introduced the class. It's a wacky class. What, let, let's start with the basics. Like, yeah. What does innovation actually even mean to you? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, in a lot of ways, innovation, um, in my opinion, is like a lot of times finding patterns, figuring out to reframe things, finding opportunities where you where a lot of people see problems, um, inventing, um, doing things differently. I mean, all those cliche things I just said, but all kind of packaged into one. I'm glad that you said that actually about doing things differently because, you know, I I asked you the question and not myself, but there was something I heard about innovation one time that really like made something click in my mind. It was a radio, um, like a sports radio host who said something to the effect of, you know, innovation doesn't have to be doing something brand new or, or creating something from scratch. Sometimes it's just taking something that's already out there and like, tweaking it up and doing it better. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, like that's actually a game we play a lot of times when we warm up in the school year is just repurposing or reframing problems or items or using things in unexpected ways. Because even though it may like we have a, you know, we will play games and sometimes it's like, you know, come up with the worst idea you can or connect to or whatever. But like just repurposing, you may not go with that idea, but it'll lead to like a thousand different pivots. So, yeah, I mean, it's sometimes deliberately doing things differently leads to unexpected results. Even if it's like saying today I'm going to use nothing but my left hand, you'd be shocked with what comes out of it. Yeah. You know, I think that um, like even me doing this podcast and I'm not saying I do it better than anyone else or that I've innovated. I'm kind of just doing the same thing a lot of people do, but you know, I put my own spin on it and, and I have my little niche audience that I go for. But you know, part of that is like I, I got started listening to podcasts and I was listening to yours and, and other shows and and then I just kind of put my own spin on it. Is is that kind of does that Oh, heck yeah. And what I'm loving hearing from you is, A, you're not waiting around for perfect, although kudos for the really nice sounding microphone you have. But I mean, <laughs> you, you, you're like, okay, I got it. I'm good now. Let me try it. And, and, and I think that that's, that's one of the things that we, especially as educators who happen to be a humble bunch, we're like, oh, I don't take myself that seriously or no, no one's going to listen. Um, we have to push past that. Like, even if no one does listen, like, you know, you're doing it. And you're growing by doing it. And and then little by little, people do listen. And, and I know that your numbers have been going up. Like, I, I think that's cool because you just did it. And uh, and I and I will say having two daughters and a little guy, but having two daughters, especially this is why I'm trying to work with so many uh, aspiring young female entrepreneurs, because um, there's a lot of brain science that explains why. But like, I don't want them to like. Because there was a study that showed that like a lot of times women will apply for a job if they have like nine of 10 qualifications met. Well, as a guy, is, as soon as he's hitting over 500, he's like, well, I'm an expert. And so, you know, the guys sometimes tend more to take the risks and females do not. And having two daughters, I want to end that. So um, the fact of the matter is, I love that you're like, yeah, I think that I could do this. You listen to some and you just went for it. That is innovation, like for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm actually really glad and intrigued by the fact that you brought up that word risk because, uh, yeah, I, I've definitely noticed whether it's uh, students that I've worked with in the past or that I continue to work with at my school or in, in my role as instructional coach now with teachers where uh, you certainly know those people out there who they want to plan and calculate. And like you said, whether regardless of their gender, like they need all their ducks in a row. Whereas maybe there are other people who are a little more uh, fly by the seat of their pants. And I don't know necessarily that I'm at either end, but certainly I'm a little bit more like, let's, let's, let's just go for it. Take the chance, take the risk. And, you know, what do we have to lose? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'd rather have people on the side of let's, let's just go ahead and do it. And even if you, you know, are, are to an audience of one, you're doing it. And that, that's, that separates, you know, you from a lot of people that you're doing it. So talking about doing it. Yeah. And so, all right, talking about just going and doing it. Now, you have this class that you teach and it's, uh, you know, you've, you, it's funny, you innovated by uh, teaching an innovation class probably, right? You were kind of a pioneer in that regard. And I, I know that you ask a lot of people this on your show, but like, what was the origin story there? How did all of a sudden you say, I need to do this innovation class? Was it inspired by your work with Genius Hour? Because I know you have the book, Pure Genius. Like, how yeah. did that all come to be? Yeah, actually, there was no Genius Hour yet. <laughs> um, I, to this day, still have the email. I got an email from a friend of mine and it said, watch this. And it was a, it was a link to Dan Pink's TED Talk. And gosh, this is almost eight years ago now, I suppose. And um, 
you know, I was listening to what motivates people. And Dan talked about master autonomy and purpose, but he also goes into a little bit of, uh, you know, to prove that theory, they have this thing out at Atlassian called their 20% time or Google has a Google time. And so I was like, okay, if money doesn't truly inspire people to pass, you know, cognitive, you know, like just rudimentary skills, like our unit of monetization, the school's grades, would students work to learn for the sake of learning and for the master autonomy purpose, or do they just work for just the grades? And so... I launched what was then just called a cool time to do stuff, <laughs> and um, it didn't work out well. Was that actually the the name? Yeah, I'm like, so Friday, let's just like do, let's just have time to do cool stuff. And they're like, okay, um, but it's actually there that I had the lot like the saddest of insights, and 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 today it still continues for a lot of people. Um, the overwhelming majority of my students were like talked a big game, like it, like we, we we nowadays call it, you know, the the um, you know, wouldn't it be fun or the um, yeah, New Year's resolution talk of, you know what I should do? You know, it'd be cool if and what really happened is when they had the time, they sat and waited for instructions. And 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 like, you know, the, the funny part about it is 20 percent time worked for about 20 percent of my students. And ironically enough, they were usually my C&D students. Because they were like, are you kidding me? You're going to allow me to work on the things that I'm already passionate about? Because a lot of the times those kids didn't really have a passion about school, but they had a burning desire to learn other things. So they ran with it. Meanwhile, the kid that was always told that he's special or she's great in school was completely frightened and was like, okay, so are you going to get mad? Is this going to make my grade go down? And I'm like, what do you want to work on? I don't know. Tell me what to do. And it was there that I knew that I was on to something that like, we really need this. And, and, and mind you, eight years ago, I did not know how fast the world would change already because now I hear from, and, and I'm lucky enough to be talking to some top people all over the country about what is needed. And the people are telling me, we need people that can honestly see patterns. They can see a little bit into the future. They can collaborate with others. They have an emotional intelligence. And so the first couple of years were a mess. And uh, and by a mess, I mean that in a good way, you know, because I eventually asked, you know, can I have I, so to, for the record, I only did genius hour, if you want to call it that for like a month and a half. And this was we started it in April, which is about the worst time you could possibly start it uh, anything. And actually, so, to be to be totally honest with you, I'm going to I'm going to disagree a little bit. And and here's why I, I introduced genius hour at my school, uh, I think, two years ago, shortly after. I was kind of getting more comfortable, I guess, as a, an instructional coach. And it was a great time for me simply because the state testing was was basically over at that point. The, uh, the yeah. weight was lifted off the shoulders. The pressure was off. And, and even though you're at the end of the year, the time to kind of start something new and just try it out is like, you know, striking while the iron is hot. Um, yeah. it, it actually worked really well. And and maybe it doesn't for everyone. But uh, no, I, look, I like hearing that. It actually makes cool. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but, you know, it just didn't go as well as I thought. But the ones that it worked for were the ones I was trying to reach anyway. And so I asked to have my own class and we kind of piggybacked off of a very very vague course description in our state. Uh, then eventually we, we wrote our own. Um, and now we've just kind of blossomed into other things. And, and my school has just um, allowed me to, to, to work with, you know, other schools and, and other leaders. So I'm um, 
pretty pretty darn humbled to to work for Noblesville. That's awesome. I mean, I I really love that idea. You know, like I said, I, I just alluded to that I brought Genius Hour to my school a couple of years ago, and like I said, it was it was kind of just hey, the pressure's off. Let's do this. Let's give the kids time to yeah. explore what they're passionate about. And um, actually, I've been kind of dying to, to share these two uh, two examples with you um because i think you'd appreciate it of, of of anyone um when we did that like i said i was shortly i was maybe six months into being an instructional coach and and i had certainly received some pushback from teachers it was the first time anyone had been an instructional coach in the school the, the position was created that year and one of the veteran teachers also the union rep in the building was like yeah I'm not really feeling this. Uh, he literally told me, you should not go into this other teacher's room either. Like, don't bother with her. She's a veteran teacher. She doesn't want the help. She's not going to, she, she's really not going to be accepting of you. Meanwhile, here I am. I'm like, you know what? I think she'd be perfect. I went into her. I pitched this idea of genius hour and literally she took it and ran with it. And when I say she ran with it uh, for two years running back to back, she, we were having newspaper articles written on the projects that her students were doing. Oh, wow. Um, and, and entrepreneurial ventures at that, too. There was one group of girls who redesigned, they, they quote-unquote blinged out uh, cell phone cases and sold them, and the money raised went to the Breast Cancer Awareness Center at the uh, the hospital that's down the street from my school. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, and, and the next year after that, we had a group of kids who made and sold bracelets that went toward um, what marine life and 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 conservation efforts. It was it was unbelievable. You know what I love about that? And this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment borderlining on an insult. And I promise you it's not. So hear me through is because they did a simple idea, really basic. And then they yeah, actually follow sure. through with it. Because there, there's a lot of times like some of the kids will get this pressure. that It's got to be innovative. And by innovative, that's code for it won't be able to actually happen. Yeah, I probably should have mentioned that it's middle school. And, uh, you know, the, the whole school really was was pretty new to this idea. Oh, middle school, so, grade school, high school. It's just it was practical. And I yeah. love that. And that's why I'm saying, like, it's not an insult. I like the fact that it was a accomplishable idea that they executed and they sold. Because if it doesn't sell, then it's, you know, I don't care how innovative it is. You know, it's it, it eventually has to get public acceptance. So I, I love that. I love hearing that. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's got a little bit of that like lemonade stand kind of feel to it, but no, it was uh, it was cool. I was, you know, a little part of me, of course, was proud that hey, I brought this idea to the school, but I was even more proud of the teacher um, because it seemed like maybe she wasn't going to be the one to to want to pilot this and yeah. and you know take it and run with it like she did, and then of course the students who. Uh, you know, once we kind of got through to them that like, look, this isn't just uh, something that you could find an answer on Google. Like we want you to really make projects and we want you to really make projects that'll, you know, do some good out there. And, and they, uh, they really blew me away, you know, and, and not just those two projects, but a, a lot of different ones. So it was neat to see. That's so cool. The Leader of Learning podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network, podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. For more great podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com. The Leader of Learning Podcast is also a proud member of Voice Ed Radio, changing the way you talk about education. To listen to more great education content, please visit voiceed.ca. 
So uh, we talked about the innovation class. You, you touched upon kind of start ed up as an organization. Let's say where where have you gone with that? What, what do you got down the pipe? Let's start it up. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that I was doing that I didn't like as well is that uh, I would go to a school or a conference and speak there, and then be away from my family. And that's something I just don't like to do. Um, Maybe a little bit, but no, not much. And so um, it started affecting my health a little bit because I was at the time driving one hour to school. I ended up taking an innovation position at a new school that was unfortunately further away. And so between getting on an airplane and getting in a car, my then student said, Mr. Wetrick, you have a very 1990s business model. You might want to upgrade. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you're flying and going to one place and impacting, what, 40 teachers? Why don't you digitize what we're doing? And I'm like, yeah. So um, my then 18-year-old co-founder um, <laughs> stepped in. And, and why I loved it is because I've always been an entrepreneur. I've, I've done things here and there before this stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, I already had a book. I already had a successful class. I already had uh, schools that would vouch for what we did. And so all of a sudden we started to put out some professional development. What I didn't know, and this is the funny part, is that um, I went out to interview uh, a really insightful but really, I'm, I'm saying this in a loving way, a borderline uh, ins- um, offensive guy um, named Gary Vaynerchuk. And uh, Gary was the first person that said, why are you trying to deal with schools when they take forever? You know who really wants things to change now? The parents. And so um, we started to to do some professional development for parents because as it turned out, a lot of times, and Gary's the one that put this right in front of my face. He's like, so you have to have the perfect storm to have your type of class. He says, you either have to have a willing teacher and a willing principal and a willing superintendent, or it doesn't happen. Because the rogue teachers that like it, it's never going to be supported at the principal level, they, you know, they give up or or die a lonely death kind of thing, metaphorically. And then sometimes you have the principal that's like, this is going to be cool. And they may have staff that's not quite ready for it yet. He says, so your actual, you know, model of who you're wanting to work with is dwindling. Um, he says, the people that you really want to work with are parents. So we kind of made a pivot. We still do quite a bit of things with schools still, but uh, we found out the parents are pretty interested in wanting what's best for their kids. Um, and then, uh, of course, some of this also helped because of the podcast. That's why, you know, I interviewed Gary and we've been able to, gosh, um, interview some of the most successful um, entrepreneurs in, in the world. And um, and then, yeah, most recently, the state of Indiana um, was enjoying what we were doing. And so uh, they wanted me to oversee um, an accelerator, uh, as it were. So I'm working with nine um, actually nine groups, but 15 students to be an accelerator program. It actually just started quite literally yesterday. Um, so at the taping, it's like almost May 1st. And um, so, yeah, we have a, a fully registered nonprofit. It'll be 501c3 here really a uh, couple months. And So uh, I, I got to yeah. be I got to be totally honest with you. So I've, I've listened to your stuff for a while. I've been a fan for a while. I, I hesitated reaching out to you to come on the show. I don't know why. But to be honest, when I heard this announcement that you made the other day or when I saw it, I think you went on live on Facebook. <laughs> uh, I was like, I, all right, I need to get this guy on here because this 
this is awesome. <laughs> so j- if you could just go into a little bit more detail about this, yeah. this new nonprofit venture, I, I love this idea. And, and even though I'm not at the high school level or working with kids who are maybe old enough to really uh, take advantage of this program, I think it's amazing. Thank you. I, um, yeah, I was pretty um, shocked because um, basically the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, which leads the way for a lot of economic development, they reached out to me and I'm like, I thought they were going to do something with like a bigger entity, like, a, you know, the Department of Education or whatever. And they're like, hey, we love your class, but we've seen what you've done uh, with a lot of students. And they go, we, we think it's an economic development play as well. And so they already had this pitch competition that a couple of universities and and they sponsored and they're like, hey, for at least the first, you know, six months, could you work with the nine finalists? And what we're going to do is, and this is so excited, um, we're going to like show the journey. You know, there, there's a lot of just craptastic pie in the sky. Everybody should be entrepreneur message out there. And the fact of the matter it is most things don't work. And we're going to show that. But we're also going to show the journey. We're going to show you how they pivot. Um, because two of the kids that are in the finals uh, or in our program, they've already said, hey, my idea is not working out, but I still want to be a part of this. Awesome. Let people know what's not working. And at the same time, and, and what I'm really excited about is that we're going to travel all over the state and also meet other CEOs, uh, startups, founders. But we're also going to be able to travel nationally. And and um, I can't say names yet, but it's pretty cool that they're going to go out and meet some true influencers and then take lessons for them. And what I love is, is that, yeah, we're going to have a YouTube channel. We're going to also have, you know, native LinkedIn and Facebook videos as well. So as a 15 year old, you can take a look at what this 15 year old is doing and get an honest to God look under the hood and show people how they're adapting and show them the highs and lows instead of just the all hail entrepreneurialism is the way out because it's <laughs> it's not for everybody. Although, for, for a side note, uh, I've said several times when people push back, like, Don, you really push entrepreneurialism. Not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. Absolutely 100% true, but everybody should think like one. Everybody should think like an entrepreneur. Yeah, that's that's so cool. I, I really, uh, first of all, congratulations, and I, I wish you lots of success with well, it. Thanks, I think that uh, when, I, when you talk about it, what I'm thinking in my mind is like it's, even more of a real reality show than reality shows really are. You know what I mean? Like you made my day by <laughs> saying that because Hunter and I, uh, we had the luxury and I mean, I'm going to anybody listening to this, find out who Scott Harrison is of charity water. I'm shamelessly wanting started up foundation to look like charity water. That man's journey, that man's mission. He inspires me. I, I want to be like Scott Harrison because Scott is a hundred percent transparent. And one of the first things that Hunter and I said, um, no BS, hundred percent transparency. Matter of fact, there was already kind of a small conflict that one of the groups had between two members. I'm like, get that on video, show that, you know, ha- have the argument right now on equity. Because people are going to see that and go, oh, I see, instead of staging things and things like that. And, and, and I even said, I'm like, you know, hey, if your product doesn't work out, that's okay. Let's still brand your process. Let's still brand what you're doing as a 17-year-old. So I am sincerely <laughs> grateful that you said that it's going to be more realistic than an awful reality show. So thank it you. It definitely sounds that way to me. And I, I look forward to, to seeing more of, of what you and your students and just the people that you work with and that you get to impact, uh, get to, you know, get to accomplish here with, with everything. So listen, before we, before we go, tell us where we can find you, what you got out there, the, sure. the book, the, the start it up, all that. 
So I think the best resources right now, um, obviously I'm, I'm on Twitter at Don Wetrick. Uh, that's, that's the most obvious one, I guess. But then, um, you can kind of take a look at what we're doing. We have a Facebook page that's kind of new, um, facebook.com slash start ed up. And then, um, I, I think the other thing that I'd really like to, to point people to is, you know, start it up innovation.com. Those are going to be some of the places you're going to see what we're doing, but shameless plug. If, if you, are listening to this and like, you know, I have a lot of insight into blank. We're always looking for mentors. You know, one of the things that I am joyous about is I I hate it when people say, well, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Okay, let's know people, right? So some of my finalists, not to mention my, you know, several, several kids in my other classes, we always look for, you know, how to, how to build an open source learning network. And so uh, if you ever, if you're like, man, I'm really good at, you know, 401ks. Awesome. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can always email me. Um, Don at startedupinnovation.com. Um, other than that, let me also turn it back on you. I love what you're doing. Um, you know, it, you. Was, it was funny when we met a couple of weeks ago, or actually almost now, it's been a month, more than a month ago. Um, but it, one, it was funny because when I met you, it's like we've known each other for a while, but we're just now yeah. meeting in person. But I dig it, man. Like, I, I, I love your spirit of, I'm going to do this, and you did it. I love what you're doing. I love that you're doing it. And, um, Man, if there's anything I can do in the future to help you out, please let me know. I sincerely appreciate that. I, I appreciate the time that you've given me here on, on this uh, for this interview and on this episode. And uh, I would love to have you back because I think there's sure. even more that uh, that you've done and that you've talked about that I think you, we could uh, we could share with the audience here. But thank you so much. No, man. And hold me to it. Some people that say, oh, we should really do this. And like, hold me to it. I I would, (laughs) I would love to help you in the future, man. Awesome. Thanks again. Not a problem. Hey, thanks again, Don. Guys, I hope you really enjoyed that conversation as much as I had speaking with Don. And here's my take on things. You know, all of the leaders of learning who I've brought onto the show as guests definitely have something in common. And that is that they are all trying to change the game of education. If you're not aware by now the fact that the economy globally has changed to the point where we now need to prepare our students differently for jobs that don't exist yet and careers that are frankly going to look very different than the ones that have existed in the past, that's what Don's doing. And that's what educators across the country and across the world need to do to get their students prepared to be innovative and creative thinkers and collaborators. So I really admire the work that Don does, and I really encourage you, my leaders of learning, to carry out this work in your own schools and in your own way. Without further ado, let me get to the contest rules. Like I said, Don has provided us with two autographed copies of his book, Pure Genius, that he has allowed me to use as a giveaway here. So here's what I'd like you to do if you want to enter that contest. Two pretty simple rules. The first one is go ahead and make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. I thank you so much for being a loyal listener, but if you're not already, look us up on your favorite podcast app. Maybe it's iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or even the Anchor app. There's a way to subscribe on there, and that way you will always get the latest episodes of the Leader of Learning podcast downloaded right to your device. And the second rule is please go ahead and share the link to this episode, episode 24 with Don Wetrick on either Instagram or Twitter. Please tag me in it. You could tag Don as well. He's at Don Wetrick. 
use the hashtag leader of learning, and most importantly, tag three other leaders of learning that you know. Maybe they're in your schools. Maybe they're people you look up to in the education field. But let other people know what's going on and the messages that are being shared in this episode. Thank you so much. Good luck to you in the contest. The contest will close and the winners will be announced on Friday, June 8th. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so yet, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite way to listen. Also, if you like what you heard, please recommend this podcast to other educators, leaders, friends, or anyone you think would love listening and learning. And don't hesitate to leave a positive review on iTunes or whatever service you use to listen. For more information, head over to leaderoflearning.com. There you can also find the Leader of Learning blog, ways to connect on social media such as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Voxer, sign up for our newsletter, and even how to purchase Leader of Learning merchandise. Thanks again, and remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a Leader of Learning. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.